Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, welcoming you to another episode of the show. But we do not have another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Nope, unfortunately, a scheduling conflict led to yours truly and a few of the other hard slingers sitting down in our Zoom panel and basically discussing things about the show. During this time, you'll find that we discussed what it was like to have returned to the Rage Room and hammered out a few more episodes of our Carry and Crown run-through. We also sat down via this virtual eye of destiny and discussed what it's like to say goodbye to one of our own hard slingers who had been with the show since the inception. Also, we talked about uh, other kinds of RPGs that we'd like to bring to the masses. Those masses are you, my fellow slingers. And remember, if you want us to run something, all it requires is that it has a D20 in the game. Because after all, we are roll the hard 20. Now, I know you want to talk about Delta Green, but we incorporate a D20 in our Delta Green sessions. You know we do. Anyways, all that being said, remember, leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Don't forget to like us over on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all those generational uh, social media platforms that I really don't like. Anyways, and subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at Rolled Hard 20. Uh, and I guess without any further delay, let's go ahead and lead on in to our Hard Slinger panel. Everybody ready? Yes. Ready. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Woohoo! Yeah. 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 So we're going to have a little different venue this evening. What we're going to do is basically kind of talk about the state of the show and, and how it's been going. I mean, as a, I know here in Southern California, we're actually starting to come out of our COVID shell and we just want to talk about how, how the show's probably going to progress from, you know, as it gets closer and closer to the restrictions lifting and what we have on the horizon as far as the different adventure paths and stuff. Uh, Nick, you were present, what was it, a week and a half ago when we had the Hard Slingers alumni in the Rage Room where we actually put together two episodes. Um, we initially were only going to do one, and we ended up making two of them in an effort to say goodbye to Kusha's character, Talos. What was it yeah. like to be finally back in the group? Yeah, it's a lot different doing it in person compared to doing it on Zoom. Um, definitely enjoyed a lot more over uh, doing it in person. Not to say I'm not enjoying doing it with you guys. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, we've turn. already discussed how, how difficult this venue is. I mean, yeah. it's we're not used to doing it this way. I mean, we're of an ilk where everybody wants to get together. They want to rift off of each other that they can see across from the table and, and stuff. And I could really see like in your eyes, you were like, fuck yeah, I'm happy to be here, you know, yeah. drinking beers, having a good time. But yeah, it was kind of a, kind of crushing to see Kush go, but yeah. I'm sure from your end of the table, it was really difficult to see him at the little kid's table on the farthest side of the room. Yeah. He's pretty far away. <laughs> now, um, Ryan, you're you're newest to the show, mm -hmm. uh, and you actually got plugged into the show 
because we knew that Kush was going to be leaving. But you've managed to mesh very well with with everybody and all all the players and all the characters and stuff. What's it like coming on board? Because I know you play online too. So um, yeah, I actually so my first experience playing online was um, started a couple of years ago, and I feel very lucky and that um, most of the people that I started playing with, I actually consider like online friends. And like some are in Texas, some are in Massachusetts, some are in I think Kentucky. Anyways. Um, but, uh, this one is a little unique. Um, so this is the only game that I play online that is, uh, like an actual video, like webcam. Um, all the others are entirely audio and on the Roll20 platform. If anyone's that was like the one it. you invited me to sit in yeah. on, which I really enjoyed. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. You're always welcome back. Uh, uh, the offer extends anyone. You're welcome to hang out and listen in. And, um, you know, I can kind of show you how I run my game, but, um, anyways, uh, no, it's just been really fun. Um, I like to pride myself that I can get along with most anyone who's got, you know, like a basic sense of, of decency and fair play. Um, I, I benefit from both being like someone who runs games to someone who being who plays games. And so I'm very familiar with both aspects. And, you know, I try, I have a fairly domineering personality. And if you may not have noticed, they tend to talk a lot oh no i've noticed <laughs> <laughs> so i also try not to like you know talk like over people and i also do try to like include people and stuff and 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 it's one thing that i really admire about your style brighton is, is i can tell you really make sure that everyone is included and it just it makes me feel very very comfortable here yeah and to include everybody chris you're fairly I wouldn't say you're super new, but you're not ages old. But I mean, you've been on the show since the back at, during the Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon. You know, what's it been like for you now that you're started a new AP from the beginning? And you, you know, you and I have a huge history. In fact, you just found a little three by five card with my writing on it from that's like forty years old. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I'm uh, starting a new campaign from the scratch is is really exciting. Um, you know, coming in uh, to Molokan to finish that out for a departed player was, it was fun, but uh, uh, it was somebody else. Um, and being able to, to um, start a new campaign with my own character um, has been great. Um, I've really enjoyed um, uh, Ryan coming on the show. He's added a, a, some fresh energy uh, to the to the uh, show, and I, I think um, he has also um, kind of unlocked um, from all of us, uh, you know, wanting to to be more engaged, player to player instead of player to DM. Yeah, and I've always liked that. I I know during the Carrying Crown that we run, uh, the players interact a lot. It's more of me just presenting the narrative and answering questions and and presenting stuff but i mean a lot of their rifting was just off of each other and what they would do and i always thought well maybe it has something to do with being in person where it's you remove the impersonal aspect of the virtual eye of destiny and act and are actually able to talk with with one another but um i could see that on this ap that's not true because you guys are interacting with each other more frequently um on the dragon's demand than it was in the other one 
the hidden shrine, which seemed more of like just a, a giant meat grinder. And I should have probably done a better due diligence of determining what that was before I signed us on to that one, because looking at looking at its uh, pedigree, it comes from an old um, module that's very revered. But unfortunately, it, it can be quite a meat grinder. And I think that the the scope of which I viewed it in of being younger and thinking how exciting it was doesn't really translate well to interaction and role playing and interacting with the NPCs and stuff like that. It's just now basically that, moving from one combat room to another, and that's that doesn't make good listening. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward now that we're out of the tower, um, you know, to, to be able to interact with the town folk. And, and have even more interaction with, you know, the party members. Um, you know, I, I know for me, um, I'm trying to up my game a little bit of, of the role play. Um, I got a tough act to follow with, with Ryan here. Um, you yeah. know, very engaged, <laughs> lots of energy. Um, but I think it's a good thing. I, I mean, I even saw, um, you know, the, the very first night that Ryan was with us, I had seen uh, something new from, um, from Nick even and i was like wow i just saw a different type of energy and and personality from nick um you know that that first night that ryan was with us and i was excited because i think it really brought out um for all of us that we wanted to up our game to to put on that that good show and and that that dialogue because a lot of this on on the zoom and the podcast is theater of the mind so yeah it always has to be we have to bring that energy and we have to have people engaged and I think, um, you know, we're, we're getting there. Nick's our quiet killer, though. I mean, he yeah. comes yeah. up with solutions that are just, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I always... I want to stop that person with my corpse. I always, I always <laughs> feel like, Nick, I always feel like you're, like, sitting there, like, calculating and, like, waiting and watching. And while, like, a lot of people can mistake that as being passive, I've noticed that like when you do leap into action, it's like pretty, it's pretty decisive. It's pretty uh, on point and, and, and ready to go. So uh, I, I can, I understand and appreciate that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Like when everyone else is kind of talking and kind of figuring out what they want to do, I'm kind of like internalizing in my mm -hmm. head, like based off of other people's actions or kind of like what my abilities are for my character, kind of just thinking of like the possibilities, like, I, oh, I can go there, I can, you know, cast this or try to attack this person try to go back like i just try to like mentally map everything out in my head yeah um, and i don't i don't think any any two people should have this the same play style everybody should play their character their specific way and like i said i i like the way you play it nick and stubby i like how he's ran i like how warren's ran i like how um who else we got up here we got flint hard 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 bone we got griswold <laughs> no more <laughs> Poor Griswold. You're out of here. Griswold. Rip, rip Griswold. <laughs> you're off the you're off the fucking thing. But uh no, Kush knows that uh that we love him. I yeah. in fact I, I think I just messaged him the other day and because he was asking me, hey, when are you gonna drop uh the carrying crown? Because we for the listeners that may or may not know, we did record for um two hours in the rage room. We were only gonna do one, but we weren't able to close out his character, so we ran longer and split it into two. And so he's like, hey, when are you gonna drop it? I said, well, the first one will drop Saturday night. And then we were able to make two. So the second one will drop, I'll probably drop it this weekend. And I think I titled it, um, Don't Talos Where to Go. 
<laughs> it sounded good. It sounded like a good riff for his character. So some of the titles. Yeah, okay. some of the, the wonky titles. But uh yeah, I mean, we've we've hung with that guy for years and like I've always told him, he's always welcome back. Uh Junior couldn't be here this evening, so we were unable to run our regular scheduled Dragon's Demand run through, but we decided it'd probably be kind of a, a good little thing to everybody while we're waiting in the lobby. Let's just talk about the the status of the show and see where we project it to go. As I was saying earlier, with it with us starting to finally come out of our quarantine, we do hope to start meeting once again in the rage room. I know that Nick, you want to meet in person. I know uh, Ryan, you want to make sure that you could come back, and I want to come back. Junior's having a scheduling conflict, and it wouldn't be every week. We said uh, I think we would meet like one Sunday a month for like maybe three hours just kind of put down a couple episodes, but in the meantime, try to finish up what we've got here. If we've got time for this too, mm-hmm. or figure something out. We also wanted to start hitting the, the rolling for 20 venue. Chris, remember you, you were saying yeah. that you wanted to get together and like just rift off of each other for about 20 minutes where we digress. And it's that offer extends to everybody on the show, not just a one-on-one, but like Nick, if you and I wanted to rift for 20 minutes or, Ryan, you got to change that name because I keep wanting to call you Warren because I keep saying your name now. <laughs> I mean, but, hey, but, we all, we've all got character names. Up, yeah, so. totally. Um, but I mean, any one of us can get on or we can all get on. We could talk about something like the difference of of editions. You know, what what did the first edition bring that fifth edition has maintained or modified? Like, I know first edition had the thief. The thief isn't even a, I think it's an archetype at this point. It, it, mm-hmm. It's based off the rogue that they changed in three five it, or three actually 3.0 they didn't they did away with having a thief so as well as well, early, by that early, name yeah by that name uh they changed to to the rogue just like they used to have you know fighter cleric dwarf elf halfling and human you know that those were or human could be the fighter but they didn't separate races and classes until later editions and, and how that incorporated your uh, your basic stat blocks and stuff for your ability scores. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a venue that we want to look into putting out there as well. So yeah, I'm excited for the World 20. Um, I, I think I'm probably more excited than most just because I had so many years hiatus from playing D&D that um, you know, doing the uh, the world twenty and just kind of exploring the the rules um, as they've evolved or devolved across the editions. Um, you know, I'll be relearning. You know, the rules of yeah. the game. Well, you Kush know. and I were doing the rolling for twenty episodes. Mm-hmm. In fact, you heard me message or message message mention you on one of those episodes. Yeah, about how you and I used to play way back when and stuff. Yeah. But, um, there are other things that I still want to be able to put my finger into as a DM or slash handler. And one of them is I want to try to incorporate more uh, Delta green into the show as well. I don't know um, if any of you three wish to do something like that, either in person or, or via zoom or whatnot. But uh, I've got my, the uh, Sam and Tony, they usually get together, get together with me every couple of months and we'll bash out like five hours of something. And then I'll slowly start sent, you know, putting putting it out as I edit it. But that's a real fun game too. I don't know if any of you have done any research into that or haven't no, decided I to haven't. play it. I'm, but. I'm always up for learning something new though. So it might be interesting to check out. 
yeah, it's, I mean, I really enjoyed the game itself. I think it was really fun to play. So the episodes are great. I've, I mean, even though I haven't been able to participate in, in those uh, episodes, they're fantastic to listen to. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's, you have the right mix with Tony and Sam and yourself, um, you know, of, of, of uh, something different than, than D and D. It's, it's yeah, and I, I like that too. You know, I don't always want to feel like we're putting something together, um, whether it's swords or, or spells and stuff. I want to see us do other things as well. I want to see us delve into it. I think I had mentioned several times in the past that if any of the listeners wanted to hear us play a different game, the only thing it had to have was a D20. That's part of the rules. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I picked Delta Green, I thought you can use a D20, and apparently you can't. So needless to say, we use a D20 anyways for our luck roll. You mm. know, above or below 10, you know. So, okay, since we're talking about other systems here, can I ask a question to each of you in turn then? Absolutely. What, what other game systems have you played? Uh, basic fantasy RPG. You talk nothing outside of the fantasy genre. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Pathfinder, first edition, D and D, second, uh, fourth, fifth, basic, uh, a little bit of the dungeon crawl classics, uh, and that's basically all my books right now. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Um, so I have done um, extensive uh, White Wolf, which um, for those of you who may not be familiar is generally like a modern, uh, it's often referred to as the world of darkness, um, vampires, werewolves, uh, fairies or changelings in some cases in essentially modern nights. Um, most experiences with the vampires um but i've uh, de definitely done a little bit of a a uh, little bit of werewolf um and uh i've also done palladium which has got a pretty wide range that it covers um but does gravitate more towards uh like uh they've got a superhero game out that is palladium, essentially right? yeah that yep. is essentially you know um uh modern day heroes think like marvel inspired and such as that but then there are other like major line is rifts and mind you i haven't played palladium in ages um the other one that i played that is also part of white wolf that i really enjoyed was uh, uh exalted which is uh like i've never heard of that one the simplest way i can distill it is imagine like you are playing a character in an anime is really kind of what it boils down to like in in kind of like an an old world like uh ninja um you know uh like pseudo fantasy realm it, it's pretty crazy there's like different flavors of exalted like you could be like a complete outcasts and thought like by the general populace to not exist or you could be like this part of this oppressive like regime of like foot soldier exalted it, it it's it's pretty awesome i like it a lot. i've never heard of that i will maybe have to teach you about it sometime definitely so nick have you played anything else besides D? &D? no i'm actually kind of a newbie to, to like rpgs 
um, in general. So I've only actually only played fifth edition D and D. So I mean, well, there's any edition to get into. This is definitely one of the easier ones to pick up. Yeah. Mm. So like now that I'm kind of getting used to it, I'd kind of like to try to do other editions um, as well. Just kind of see what the differences are and. Maybe we'll try to piss off a few listeners and put together a few fourth edition things for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I see Ryan's like, yeah. I love uh, like uh, you guys obviously can't see it because of my my screen, but I've got my. I don't. Th- I have a feeling my collection isn't quite rifle Brian's, but you know it can it can hold its own. I have a I have a condition though. I'm like very much like if I start collecting something, then it, it, it you collect it all of it. Yeah, it eats me to do that. I. I hate that feeling. So, what about Chris? Any other games that you play besides our old school edition? Yeah, I mean, really, for me, I think. Um, don't tell me Yahtzee or something or Battleship. No, no, that no, don't no. count. You know, old school. Uh, you know, the old school edition that you and I played when you know when we were kids. Um, you know, that was really the last time I played a uh, in person or uh, RPG. You know, board game type. You know, I. Um, you know, I kind of uh, evolved into playing, you know, online type RPG stuff. Um, but that's really been my last 30 years is just online stuff. But I, when when you and I reconnected and I had an opportunity to come back and play D&D, I was super stoked. Because yeah, that was, that was a sweet move, man. Talk about hitting, catching lightning in a bottle, man. Not only did, were we able to reconnect, but get you on the show too, man. Yeah, I was I was really excited to be on the show and, and really just get back to D D because that's that's really the roots of my love of fantasy type gaming. Um, you know, whether it be online or board games. I mean, I always grew up playing board games of, of all types. Um, but but I was really excited to come back and be playing D D. Well, our hope, like I said, is to to try to get a, other things out there besides just what we're playing now. And honestly, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to rob the listeners of the experience of this AP of the Dragon's Demand. I want to make sure that we at least do our best to finish it. And it should take us, I think, up through sixth level. So kind of gives you an idea. You guys are currently second level about how to measure your progress in the AP based on, you know, leveling up and everything. But I want to make sure that we put this out there, but we also have other things to put out as well. And, and Paizo puts out really good products. I mean, you, you can't beat their adventure paths and uh, we'll just see what else is out there as well. I mean, other games that we could incorporate as well. Games that, you know, Nick, if you see something out there that you, that has a polyhedron that you want to play, let's, let's run that up the ladder too, you know, see what goes on. There was an old game and I, I have the box of it someplace, um, but it was kind of like a um, like a spy type of role playing game. I'll have top to dig secret? it out. Was it top secret? Yeah, top secret. I heard about that game. That's like an old game. It is. It? It's really old, and and that might be something that would be kind of cool to do too. Um, you know, something that's uh, I'll call it modern world instead of fantasy. But that that might be something cool for us to check out. Yeah, and I'd like to see, you know, as we keep perfecting this this online venue of audio and video quality, which it seems like even here we are a year later and we're still trying to fine-tune these dials and stuff to make things sound better than what they do. Um, you know, as long as it's something that we can put, to, you know, put out theater of the mind, I'm all for it, you know. 
if we want to say, hey, you know what, this week and the next week, we're going to put this one off and we're going to run this for, you know, a couple hours and just go through the, the paces of this game and then we'll jump back in, you know, just things like that. So we could touch base with other people and, and any listeners that want to listen to something different, they could say, hey, I really like that game. You know, we want to hear more of that or now nah, we that didn't strike a, a nerve with us. Go back to what you were doing before kind of thing. That way we could still be interactive with people that listen to the show and know what they want or don't want and you know just keep going down the line that way so yeah top secret was a an old tsr game from the 80s was it tsr it i wasn't was. sure what it was from i thought it might have been through chaos chaosium but no it was a tsr game so oh god was it tsr so one game that i do play regularly is actually a really really old it's been slightly revamped by my friend who runs the game but it was it's marvel it is an old marvel game and what i find very interesting about it is it is very narrative driven there's not like a super careful balancing of like character creation stats and such yeah, like um, there is, like you can go the full like random version of it, or we kind of revamp it where you can actually like envision the kind of hero that you want to make and like build it from the ground up with like all the powers and stuff. And it's it's very it's quite interesting. Anyway, sorry, segue. No, I mean don't be sorry for digressing. I mean that's what we're all about right now is just talking and digressing and putting something together right now, basically. It's kind of like purging out all the stuff so we could get down to the meat and potatoes of what we're doing. So I would be curious if there are any listeners that would suggest if there's any APs that they would like us to play. APs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just uh, like I'm just throwing that out there as like a question. No, that's that's totally fine. I mean, I try to maintain a, a good um, library of fifth edition. APs on the shelf. I've also managed to procure through my stupidity all of the, the first edition Pathfinder APs as well as a few other modules. Um, there were a few that I wanted to run by you guys, but they're beyond level one. I think they started like level three or they start at level six. Uh, they take place in Osirian, which is more of like a like an Egypt area where you're going into the you know the tombs of these pyramids and stuff like that that was something that i was like oh you know let's do something like that or there was this one called carrion hill which had that whole hp lovecraft feel to it um but we were doing carrion crown and it's kind of similar to that but it actually is a, a much thinner in scope it's only like 30 pages or something as well as other stuff i mean there's swashbuckling ones the the skull and shackles you know there's uh uh, ruins of Aslan. There's the rise of the, of the Rune Lords. I don't know how I could forget that. I think a million people have ran that already. So we could be million and one. So, anyways, yeah. If any listener out there wants to hear us run an, a, a particular AP, let me know. I mean, at any case, we could get, get it through Drive Through RPG. So, absolutely. Yep. Nick, is there anything you want to see us run or anything you want to, to go through on this or? Gotta be honest with you, I don't really know many APs. Um, I guess like a specific type, 
I think it'd be kind of interesting to kind of, what was it, the, like, the Egyptian one? Where you yeah. kind of start at a higher level, so you're not starting with like a, a twig of a character that like you could potentially die every encounter, every battle. <laughs> you say that. Yeah. You say that, and then you're going to wind up playing a level five character that runs into a monster like a bullet, and you're going to be like, oh. Yeah. You me. know, that that is fun, and I always thought that would be really cool. I just didn't want the power creep to to get too high on certain things. No, I but I, I've I've always said that, and I think I said it on the last rolling for 20 with Kush, that I always considered that level three to be the sweet spot mm. to start a start a game off at because so, the other ones are just too crunchy. You know, the I would I would argue that level two gives level three a run for its money. Um and I say that because so level two especially when you're dealing with people who are possibly a little bit less familiar with the game. Um, it's high enough level where you don't necessarily blow over in a stiff breeze or from a headless zombie. Um, <laughs> like Professor but, Petros Lorimer. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I literally just watched it just before the game. So I, I just had to reference that. Um, but uh, you are still you are still very much like trying to come into your own at level three is really like where um as far as game mechanics go characters like really start hitting that like crackle pop sorch i have the power yeah thing. um like level three like level six is that and then like there's another one that like happens at about like level 10 or 11 depending on what class you're playing um but yeah, um, I, I would definitely argue level two or level three is a really good starting spot. Now, Chris, you've gone through a couple of different levels. Um, I think you started off your last character at level five and then this one at level one to two. And so, yep. I mean, did you feel any different? Obviously, you felt more powerful, but I mean, what is your idea on what's your take on starting off at a lower level versus mm -hmm. starting off at a, at a higher level? Um, I, I think it depends on on the the class that you're playing. Um, you know, I found um, with a rogue, this was the first time I was playing a rogue, that, you know, hitting second level and getting cunning action was, was big. Um, where I looked at some of the other characters, like Kush's characters, and he seemed to have, you know, more of a, I'll call it air quotes, a tool belt of things he could do, you know, on some of the classes he was playing. Um, you know, I, I just, I think that, Can you see uh, that? yep. <laughs> Missed call. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I think, um, for me, it, it, I don't really care if it's first level, second level or third level start. Um, you, you have to, you got to figure out how to play that first level character, you know, in that particular campaign. Um, I think, um, having that challenge is important. Well, I was not like the first levels really introduce role playing to the character because they're not they're not meant to withstand fighting per se. Yeah, you know, and they could they could earn their XP also through uh, handling different decisions um, through the narrative of the, of the AP itself without so much as swinging a sword and falling down. So I would think things? that the first level characters for somebody like Nick. Are are really good because 
you know, to Nick's point is he sits back and he listens and he's like taking it all in and he's kind of, you know, calculating what to do. And at first level, you don't have a lot of options. So you have to be really creative, I think. And that's where a player like Nick is really important. You know, he's pulling everything in. He's, he's, um, yeah, take it all in, Nick. He's taking it all in. Um, what, and he's, what were you going to say, Ryan? I'm sorry. I was just going to make a point. One of the other things to consider, too, um, about things like the power creep and hitting, um, like that sweet spot in level is so obviously, level one is what you start at. Um, if you are going by the experience measure of leveling up, level uh, to get from level one to level two is 300 experience. Um, yeah, that's nothing. It, it, it really isn't. Like one truly solid combat encounter will get you there. Level two to level three is 900 experience. So you have to earn double that experience. Um, and then uh, just as a final example of like the scale of it, level uh, three to level four is 2,700 experience. So that's three times the experience. So you need X amount of experience to get to level two. You need two X to get to level three. And then you need three X to get to level four. So it yeah, and really- There's different ways to- to do it you could do it through xp or you could do it through milestone oh yeah which, no, no, which no. i've always preferred milestone myself and i do too uh, um i think this but while i think that milestone is a great way to promote um role playing and storytelling yeah. uh, especially collaborative storytelling between the players and the storyteller I do still think that using the XP chart as a guideline for milestones is uh, a great way to go. Yeah, but also like in the, this is kind of turning into a rolling for 20 kind of segment, but like back in the old days, not only did they use uh, slaying monsters and talking and interacting as XP wells, but they also used to use money. Like gold used to be counted for every gold coin was one XP. Oh, interesting that was yeah so like you time. could level up <laughs> if you came across a cache of gold how many how many pieces of gold are in there oh 320 pieces of gold oh wow you know suddenly now i'm level two you know but it's they they eventually did away with that because i thought it was always like a backdoor kind of a creep you know like oh we need to get it we need to get them over the the hump so let's give them some gold and that'll be just enough to to get them over but then are they fighting each other over who gets the final kill? Who splits the XP? Is it split for, you know, the Griffin you just killed? Or is it the one who delivered the killing blow? So, I don't know. It's all, you know, six in one half, half a dozen in the other. Anyways. Exactly. Well, did we yeah. run out of things to say? or? Uh... <laughs> I mean, we can always find more. Well, yeah, but we, we, don't want to, we don't want to kill it all in one episode. I no, mean, definitely not. In fact, uh, I didn't mean for it to go as long as it is going, but I'm glad we were able to get together. I missed Junior's call twice. He said he uh, he didn't have his phone with him, so we'll have to touch base with him tomorrow. By the way, you at? Maybe I got to bail luck. him out of jail. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> 
we well, filled good time. We filled good time tonight. We did. We did. Remember everyone out there, you could find us on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Leave us that five-star rating and review. Head on over to the website at rollthehard20podcast.com. If you feel so inclined, check out our Amazon merch. The link is in the show notes. And last but not least, trip on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast. Got a lot of different tiers that you can get all kinds of swag. So like the shirt, gold balloons, pictures, uh, stickers. You can even get an opportunity to get on the show with us. Especially now that yeah. we have a panel open. Anyways, all that being said, guys, I guess we're done, man. Yeah, it's good. Good times tonight. Good Enjoy. Times. Yeah. It, sometimes it's really good just to chill and chat. And here we are. 